Welcome to Break the Stigma, a podcast where we aim to destigmatize the topic of mental health one conversation at a time. My name is Sanjana, and today we'll be talking about bullying and its different forms and how to identify and prevent bullying. that aims to help people achieve their goals and live their lives effectively with both success and happiness. She's also a passionate mental health advocate. Thank you so much for joining, Deepika. Thank you so much for having me here, Sanjana. It is really wonderful to be here. To get started with today's topic, bullying is a very serious issue that is unfortunately common for many. According to the National Bullying Prevention Center, one in five students aged 12 to 18 say they have been bullied. Bullied. That is a very alarming rate. And with the internet becoming the new mode of communication, cyberbullying is on the rise as well, with almost 60% of teens reporting that they have been bullied or harassed online. And a similar share says it's a major problem for people their age. And bullying is more than just being teased. Its definition states that bullies intend to harm, intimidate, or coerce, especially those who are perceived as vulnerable through verbal or even physical means. Because of the lengths bullying can go, it is expected that it can have detrimental effects on your health, especially your mental health, including anxiety, PTSD, lack of self-esteem, just to name a few. That, this is why it's so important to learn about bullying, listen to the stories of others, educate each other, and spread resources on bullying. So to get started, Deepika, how has bullying affected you and your mental health personally? Okay, so I was actually bullied for a pretty long time to the extent I just got used to the comments. Mm-hmm. Usually these things included about my body until I came to a new school. So I've always been good with public speaking. And in my new school, I started to speak in our school assemblies and being an MC or a moderator, as you can say, in events. People started bullying me for the way I spoke. From my accent to my intonation, they had literally anything and everything to say about me. People I consider my friends too did the same thing with me, though it was a bit different. Playfully pushing my boundaries and then saying I'm being overly sensitive and it is normal to crack jokes with your friends that I shouldn't be so dramatic with my reaction even. At some point, I actually started thinking that maybe I am the one at fault. Maybe I am not in a perfect shape. Maybe. I am not fitting in with the societal standards and maybe I do sound bad when I speak. I actually started believing what they said about me, which definitely had a bad effect on my mental health. I felt very lonely even when I had people around me and most importantly, I could no longer be self-confident. I started doubting my decisions at some points and was actually worried of losing these people I thought were my friends. All in all, it was a really like tough time for me to go back to being confident at such a point of time. 
Now, when I reached like ninth grade, I started standing up for myself more often because I started learning more about bullying, how it has been hurting me for so many years, the importance of self-love and why I should believe in myself and why other people's opinions should not even matter to me because I am who I am. And it's better if I could accept that and understand that the problem isn't with me, but it's with those who have a problem with me, who say, whose attitude is more bad towards me. Those who are bullying me, it's them with the issue and not exactly me. So, yeah. You know, you are so strong for dealing with a situation like that. I know it must have been really tough to deal with comments like that, even from your so-called friends, but I'm really proud of you for coming where you are now and um, not being a victim, but being a survivor. Um, you know, I really do feel for you on the point where people that you consider friends don't really treat you how friends are supposed to. Like, yes, there's teasing, but if it's getting to the point where it's pushing your boundaries and literally hurting your self-esteem, that's not friends. Those are bullies in disguise. And I think it's a really good point because I think a lot of people don't realize that they're being bullied. They just feel like, you know, it's just my friend group and they, you know, put the blame on themselves, just like how you felt at one point. So yeah, that's definitely really problematic. And I think people need to be more aware. Like if they are not making you feel right, that's not normal. That is a red flag. So I think that's a really great point you made. So how do you think that this whole bullying thing has translated to the internet world, aka cyberbullying? Okay, so when we talk about how this has translated to the internet, there are a lot of things that can be discussed. Despite all of the positives that the technology and internet has provided for children, students, parents, and instructors, there are those that use it maliciously. Bullying has persisted from the beginning of time and virtual bullying has existed since the advent of social media. One of the most common forms of bullying that to online is harassment. Online harassment, just like offline harassment, includes sending abusive or offensive texts to an individual or a group of people. Furthermore, it is deliberate, recurrent, and consistent. These messages, especially over time, might have a severe impact on the victim's self-esteem or confidence. Cyberstalking is also a type of harassment. These texts are frequently no longer merely insulting or disrespectful, but they're also menacing. Messages may increase to the point of endangering the victim's physical safety. So cyberstalking can swiftly escalate into in-person harassment or stalking. Another very common form will be masquerading and raping. So masquerading, just as the name suggests, is someone using someone else's identity to harass the victim. So they may impersonate another person, utilize a real person's account or phone number, or construct a wholly fictitious identity. The act of getting into someone's social media profile and uploading improper things under their names is known as raping. So these are commonly seen. I think I've had a few friends who've been victims of masquerading and raping. So 
pretty much it is very common. Overall, as dangerous as virtual bullying is, it is just as much as that of in-person bullying, if not more than that. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I feel like cyberbullying has its own effects that in some ways I feel can be even more dangerous, especially if you don't know the basics of internet safety. I mean, you're not only dealing with bullies that you know, like friends or people in your school, but you're dealing with outsiders and people who could literally hack your information and steal your identity, which is really, really scary. And especially if you're young, you're prone to people um, grooming you, harassing you. Those things are extremely dangerous. And this is why cyberbullying, if not dealt with carefully, can lead to even bigger issues such as trafficking. And yeah, so cyberbullying overall is just very dangerous. And there are a lot of negative consequences that can come from it. And I feel like a lot of times when people are online, it's much easier for them to spew hatred because they are just typing to a computer screen. Like they're not saying the stuff to their face. So it's much easier to just say a lot of hatred, you know, a lot of um, mean acronyms are on the internet, like, you know, to people telling them to um, go off themselves and stuff like very extremely harmful and rude things and you can just say it in a KYS you know it's like really harmful and I feel like victims of cyberbullying are not taken seriously because again cyberbullying is just like it's it's just internet jokes it's memes so you shouldn't be um you know you're not a victim of anything you're overreacting it's all in your head and this is like a way of gaslighting victims just like they do with regular bullying so Overall, bullying, it's just bullying on either side, but of course, cyberbullying also has its own effects because if you're not careful, then you can literally get your whole identity stolen. You can get a bunch of personal information taken away. So yes, it's really dangerous. Uh, One thing that we should really cover is what steps can we take to reduce bullying, which whether it's personal steps that we as an individual can do, steps our school can take, or steps that our community and society can take. Okay, when we talk about that particular aspect, let's start from the very basic point. A few personal steps that we can take are, firstly, every time we see a person getting bullied in front of us, rather than just ignoring it or just standing by and watching it, try to stop the person who's bullying the other. So this is a really hard thing sometimes, especially if the person who is bullying seems to have a reputation, which is a very common thing in high school or even in colleges. They just have this entire reputation of being the dangerous bully. So it might be hard in the beginning, but being a bystander to the entire issue is not the right way to go. When I talk about my personal experience, I've had so many people just stand there and watch me get bullied and they didn't even do anything. And I was, during that period of time, I was very scared to actually speak up because I thought if I said something, I'd lose them. And 
I used to be a kind of person who wanted people around me. So I think being a bystander and not doing anything is not the right way to go. And the first thing that we can actually do is stopping someone from bullying with others, you know? Like that is the main step that we can take. So instead of waiting for like the entire situation to unfold, the moment you notice it, just take immediate action. Especially when you're in your school, you can actually just go and talk to your teacher or counselor about it. And a lot of schools have coordinators, so you can talk to them as well. Just go up to an adult and tell them if you're scared of talking to the person directly, like the bully directly, you can just go to an adult or a teacher. So some forms of bullying, such as exclusion or subtle remarks may go unnoticed by teachers, but if you go and actually let them know about the situation, a lot of things can actually happen and we might actually end up helping people or the victims who are there. The second thing that can be done is that we support those people who have been victims or are currently victims and encourage them to like stand up for themselves. Support them and let them know they matter. And that's what will help them be more courageous. If I had someone to tell me during that period of time that, hey, listen, Deepika, their opinions don't matter. They're not going to live your life for you. You're the one living your life. And you don't need to care about them. If someone actually said that to me, I would have probably started standing up for myself earlier because at some point I just lost the entire sense. and I just forgot that I was being bullied. I was rather just like, oh yeah, they're just doing it. They're my friends, right? So I think that is something which was, which was a really bad mentality that I had. And soon enough, I started to know more about what bullying is. And that's when I understood that, yeah, I should start standing up for myself. So the next thing that we can do is that we spread awareness. This is such a common thing, but spreading awareness as much as we can will help people know, more and more people know about it, and they can raise their voice against it. They might also help a lot of people around them. Also, every time you're trying to step in during a bullying scenario, don't let things escalate to arguments or violence and try to solve the issues calmly because letting them escalate to arguments or any sort of violence will end up harming everyone there. Everyone who's actually watching or who's actually interfering. Try, first of all, separate, separate the person who's being bullied and the person who's bullying. And then you just calmly settle the matter between them. So these are personal steps that you can take. On a school community or societal level, starting school clubs, local community organizations, or global organizations even, would be great initiatives that will help so many people in need and help them understand how much they matter to this world and how they should take care of themselves spreading as much awareness as we can and motivating people to raise their voices against bullying is actually the best way to go. Especially during every time you have school clubs, you are not only talking to people who have been victims, but even those who are bullying, even they'll realize some people unintentionally bully. And I know it's not a really good reason. It's probably because they're feeling insecure, 
But the most common thing is that they just don't realize it. They're just jealous of a person and they start saying stuff to them. And at that point of time, when you're actually in a school club or they have joined a community or like, like an organization's meeting or workshop or webinar kind of a thing, and we're spreading awareness about things like this, they will actually realize that they have been at fault. They'll realize that, oh, I've been doing this wrong. I shouldn't have done this. And maybe it will help them change their minds and become better persons. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You made some really great points. Um, I really like what you said about bystanders. Um, I personally think that not only are bystanders not contributing anything to the bullying situation, I feel like they are enforcing it in a way because if no one is saying anything, they're just letting the bullying continue. And, you know, like you said, by being a bystander but needing to um, help out with the situation doesn't necessarily mean you go up to the bully and confront them you can talk to your teachers or counselors and let them know about it like you don't have to make it a big deal and let everybody know hey guys I'm intervening you know if you feel like a little um, like self-conscious like you're like I want to help the victim but I'm afraid that maybe people will lash out at me for they'll be like why are you helping them you know so definitely there are other ways to help the situation but I think if you want to make your school or wherever place it's happening in better then you need to do something about it whether you're talking to a teacher or you're talking to the victim or bully directly I think it's really important that we're not just standing around and when one person, when you see one person help out, then more people will start joining in. It's just that first person that is like, you know what, I don't think this is right. That one person that goes against the crowd. And as for community steps that we could take, you know, organizations like Break the Stigma and Cure, I think that we are doing a good job sharing resources. But for bullying specifically, I think schools should promote more um, about what's going on about the situation. And, you know, a lot of student organizations, like for example, my school has student council and uh, student ambassadors. I think that um, if we encourage more people to join them or at least have more people interacting, like, you know, going to these socials, like student council socials and stuff, um, I think it's a good way to interact and form bonds with people because a lot of us, you know, we're just normal kids. We're normal students. Most of us are just going through the same things. You know, we're dealing with homework and dealing with life. We're dealing with the pandemic. So really, we're all not that different. So if you could find people and find a support system of people your age or just even talking to counselors at your school I think that's a really great way to help yeah, I think that reminds me of a particular thing a lot of teachers as well they're kind of oblivious to the fact that this is bullying and they're just like you ain't kids anymore stop just, just deal with it yourself so I think in a way we need to spread awareness to a few teachers as well and let them know that it's not really okay to leave it like that. Just telling those people to deal with it among themselves because you never know what can happen. 
And about the bystanders thing, it just reminded me of this very weird saying that those who watch a crime unfold are committing an even bigger crime because they could have stopped it. So I think definitely encouraging people just that, just like you mentioned, that one person who goes against the crowd, you just, someone needs to just take one step and then he'll be inspiring so many other people to take one more step. And that way we can literally save so many people around the world. So, yeah. Yeah, right. And with teachers being unaware, that actually brings up a good point. Like, I think that schools should probably, you know, educate their teachers as well, because a lot of teachers, especially those who are unaware of like the new methods of bullying, like I'm sure if a teacher saw like a bully going up to a victim being like, give me all your lunch money and stuff, otherwise I'll punch you. Like if you saw that, that's like typical old school bullying, like everyone knows what that is. And obviously if a teacher saw that, they probably intervene. But nowadays, like there's a lot of forms of bullying that teachers are totally unaware about. And especially like with cyberbullying and stuff, a lot of teachers don't even know how that works, especially like the older teachers are like, what is that? Like, that's a thing. So um, yeah, if there's a way that schools could like give some sort of training sessions about bullying and how to help prevent it and help your students, I think that'd be a good way. So that way teachers are actually aware about what's going on, you know? So um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what is some advice you have for victims experiencing bullying? Um, I would say the first thing is you try to talk to someone you really trust. I know that when you're you're at such a point of time where you're in the midst of being bullied, it's hard for you to finalize whom you can trust, decide whom you can trust, whom you cannot, who is your friend and who's not. But this may not necessarily be your friend. It might be your parent. It might be your teacher. It might be your sibling or maybe a friend who has been trying to support you and you just couldn't notice it amidst all the chaos. So just talking things out reduces the burden and it also helps you to be stronger and stand up for yourself because those people are gonna encourage you to stand up for yourself or maybe they'll help you in a way that you could never expect. So definitely the first one would be trying to talk to someone. The second thing would be listening to motivating music. Honestly, as a person who really loves music, back then I used to listen to songs which were sad. I don't know why, but then I, was, I just came across this one song, which was like a good song. It, it, it had a peaceful vibe. So, and when I went on to search about the lyrics, I exactly like understood the value of self-love. So try to learn more about self-love and listen to songs like these, which will help you feel more relaxed. Honestly, now, I think third people, oh, I'm sorry. I think people no, underestimate no, the power of music. Like it literally has such an effect on your mood and how you feel. Like you can listen to um, like sad music and it will put you in a sad mood and you and it can be the vice versa as well. Like you can listen to happy music and it'll put you in a happy mood. 
I mean, obviously it doesn't have a direct effect, but it does definitely helps. So like when you listen to like empowering songs, you do feel kind of empowered. So you're, you're so right. Like, I definitely agree with you on that. That's why I, I actually sort my playlist by mood because like when I'm feeling in a happy mood, I want to listen to my happy music. Like I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, that is like the most relatable thing to a lot of people. So yeah. Okay, so moving on, never go through it in silence. Okay, as a person who doesn't like to show people that she's feeling vulnerable or that she's feeling hurt, usually I like keeping everything to myself. I'm an extrovert. I love talking to people. I love being happy. I do get angry sometimes, but every time I have this feeling of being sad, I just don't want to tell it to people because I think I'll be a burden on them. So if you're like me and you have a hard time talking to people about you, you being sad or you being vulnerable with them, standing up against it or just talk to your pillow. I don't know. I used to do that. I have these row of teddy bears and I talk to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I talk to my pillow because it worked. I mean, the pillow was a really good emotional support for me. Or you can always write a journal. <laughs> I make sure it, it works. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it does. So initially, I used to talk to my pillow or sit in my bathroom and cry while talking to this washing sink. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> and... Finally, I could tell my mo mother about it. I was like, mom, you know, so this has been going on and this is what is happening. And she was like, honey, you're going to have to stand up. You know, you, you can't, you can't just take everything, whatever they say. So I think in a way, my mother also helped me a lot. But the main thing here is that make sure to let it out first. I get it. If you don't like to talk to people, maybe your own parents, but if you don't like to get it out by talking to people, just go talk to your pillow, talk to your books, talk to the bathroom sink, talk to the mirror. I don't know, but just let it out. Oh, and writing a journal helps. So I didn't actually write in my journal a lot because I had a habit of reading it and then revisiting my wounds kind of a thing, which is kind of not good. It just pressurizes you more. So I just prefer to talk to my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing is that don't see yourself as the problem because it's not because of you that you're being bullied, but it's rather because of the fact that people's attitude towards you is not good. So clearly the person who is bullying you is the one with the issue, not you. You're, you're perfect. You're just great the way you are, but the person who is bullying you is not able to accept that fact. Either they're jealous of you, either they want to be you, or they just don't like you for some reason. And seriously, it's all their issues. So when you realize that, you actually get this newfound kind of courage inside you. So that's when you start standing up for yourself. So the last one, which actually links with this one, in a way, try speaking up or standing up for yourself as much as you can. If you have people who are ready to support you, then stay with them. It is okay to accept help. 
it is not bad for you to take help. Now, again, if you have a personality like mine where you think taking help from others is kind of bad, no, it's not. If you're getting help, take it. If you think you're alone, don't be because you'll always have resources online which will help you be more confident and speak up for yourself. Maybe online music, online therapists, online chatting, or maybe writing a Google Doc, anything, but you're not alone. The moment you realize that you're not alone, that you have someone or something to support you, you get more and more courage and you start becoming more and more confident. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's really good advice. I mean, you really made some really great points there. And I think that people who've experienced bullying or are currently experiencing it should definitely follow that. I so agree with you on the part where you said that, you know, you should let it out because even if you're just talking to your pillow, I mean, I totally agree with you because when you keep things to yourself, like you keep it inside, it's like a weight, it's like dragging you down. And once you're able to finally let that out, like even if you're just crying it out in the bathroom floor, like you are relieving it, like you are letting it out, you are saying that, you know, I'm a little hurt. And you are saying like, you're acknowledging what happened, like just acknowledging it, acknowledging that, you know, I feel hurt by this. Um, I don't like this, what's happening to me. Just acknowledging that is really important because a lot of times people will just keep it in, you know, they don't want to tell anyone or anything about it. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. And my personal advice, um, I've never been bullied like directly in school or anything, but I definitely um, have experienced a lot of teasing from my friends, my then so-called friends that I felt was borderline bullying because it really negatively impacted me. And I felt like a little hopeless, you know, I felt like, you know, maybe I'm just not a good friend to them, but in reality, it was the other way around because they would make, you know, rude jokes and insensitive jokes to me that weren't even jokes because they were just hurting my self-esteem a lot. So I think if my personal advice is if you're experiencing that and you don't feel comfortable venting it, like like you said, journaling is one great way. Another thing I recommend is finding other people that you can talk to. Um, if if you if you're not comfortable talking about it with like parents or counselors, there are a lot of people um, online and globally who are going through the same thing as you. Like you are not alone. I personally find a lot of online communities that I can talk to that I know that will have my support, even if like my in-person friends are like giving me a hard time. So you can you can always find someone to talk to. Um, I always say that for Break the Stigma, our DMs are always open. So you can talk to us anytime. Um, you know, everyone is going through their own things, but we oftentimes are going through similar struggles like the pandemic we're going through something similar and I'm sure that so many other people like that one in five statistic there are plenty of other people in similar situations as you so just reach out and let it out like just talk to someone or even just cry about it like you just have to know that you can't keep it to yourself like you're going through something difficult and that's okay 
And yeah, there's plenty of resources online and spreading awareness about it and educating is important to understanding how bullying works and how we can help solve it. So that actually brings me to my next point. Do you have any resources to help stop bullying? Yeah, of course. So there are these websites like National Career and Trans Therapist of Color Network. And these websites are really helpful with providing resources and connecting you with real-time therapists who can help you. They also have donation funds open, so you can always go ahead and donate to help other people who have been more severely victimized. There are mental health hotlines as well, like National Suicide Prevention Line, Disaster Distress Helpline, Crisis Text Line, CAHO Peer Run Warm Line. These are all really helpful as well. You can always join Curate's Discord community as well because we have an entire section for mental health resources and we would also love to interact with you and you'd also get to meet people who might share the same experiences as you and when you exchange that kind of interaction you will both know or you'll all know what exactly you can do so yeah that's basically it oh I'm definitely joining your discord by the way because discord is like majority of where like on my online community is what I mentioned earlier because like Discord is just great. I love Discord. So I'll definitely join that. I'm always open to meeting new people on there. So I'll definitely join and talk about mental health and stuff. Um, for me, some resources I recommend are mainly based around um, um, cyberbullying because I think that a lot of people don't know where to research and find the right tools for that even though like we're all on the internet, like it's maybe a little hard to find like what you can do specifically for cyberbullying. So what I recommend is, especially if you're younger, like say age 10 to 12 or even younger than that, because I know that nowadays kids start going on the internet at a very young age. I think it's really, really important to learn about internet etiquette and safety because the internet is a great place you can learn a lot of things. You can connect with people all around the world. Like I love the internet, but it's also a really dangerous place if you're not careful. So I think um, some resources for learning about that would be um, protecting kids online. They provide tons of resources that are really kid friendly if you wanna give it to like your younger siblings or cousins or kids or the uh, FBI Safe Online Internet Surfing Challenge. I'm not sure if this is offered worldwide, but there are plenty of options similar to that that have all these like challenges and like printable worksheets and stuff to make it fun for kids. So you can learn like, or not even as kids, like I think even some teenagers and adults who are still new to the internet kind of need to know like how to, make your account secure, how to make sure that you're not being um, hacked and stuff and your identity can't be taken away. And um, for bullying, for um, an app for bullying that I really recommend is the Stop It app. It's an app that my school started using actually like a couple of years ago and I found that it was really helpful. So basically it's a way that you can anonymously or if you, if you choose to, you can get your name involved 
um, you can anonymously report a bullying situation to the administrators and teachers of the school. So it's really great way, especially for like what we were saying earlier about the bystanders and getting involved. If you don't want to confront it directly, um, this is a really great option. And it's very um, cyberbullying, like reporting cyberbullying situations friendly because you are able to like send screenshots of texts and show it to administrators to show them what's going on. So I definitely recommend the Stop It app. And if your school doesn't have it, I would say talk to one of your teachers and tell them about it. And I'm sure they'll, they'll at least definitely have open ears to it because like which school doesn't wanna not help their kids with bullying, you know? So definitely let them know if your school doesn't have it. So I I'm think- definitely gonna let the school know about it now because my school definitely doesn't have it. So might as well go ahead and talk to our principal about it. Yeah. So exactly. that way you help people. Yeah, I think like, even if it's not just to stop it up, like say it may not be available or your teacher's like, no, we don't want to like promote an app or like whatever reason they give for some strange reason, your administrator's like, no, we don't want to implement this. Like just let your administrators know, like that's a really great way to take action and not only help like whatever circumstance, but your school and all and your community and all like by going up to your supervisors and the administrators and telling them, hey, I think this is a really big issue. Could we find a solution to this, like, um, like an app or whatever method that you prefer? I think just telling them about that, like, I'm sure that from an administrator point of view, if you see a student coming up to you, like a student going up to you on their own will, to like give advice about how to make the school a better place. Like who wouldn't want that, you know? So just letting them know would be a great way, like you said. So I think that we've pretty much covered everything um, about bullying. I mean, obviously there's a lot more things that we could go in depth with, but I think we've covered like the surface at the very least. So, um, you know, thank you so much for coming on here. It's really been great talking to you and hearing your story was very enlightening. And I learned a lot personally from this conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me here as well. I learned a lot too. So it was a mutual learning and understanding session kind of a thing. So yeah, thank you so much once again for having me. Of course, it was great. Thank you for listening to Break the Stigma, and thanks for coming on here for today's episode. Before we go, please show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review. Stay tuned for our next episode.